You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast, hosted by Joe Figueres and Fioralise Franco. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We're happy you're here. Very happy. <laughs> We're very happy. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great in this uh, beautiful January day. How about you? Um, yeah, well, it's not so beautiful here. We're in the middle of an ice storm in Portland. And I'm not talking about, you know, sleet. I'm talking about hard ass, like one inch thick ice. Um, Crap. That's impossible to walk on. That's the kind, right? Because um, we had freezing rain and then it froze and then it turned into rain. So now it's mm-hmm. water on top of ice. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason why we didn't live in Nebraska anymore. <laughs> that's why we left Nebraska. <laughs> was because of an ice storm? Yes. I remember it was an ice storm. It was it was a snowstorm. And then my dad had tried to leave for work that morning mm-hmm. and he walked out of the apartment building and then onto the sidewalk and then he instantly like slipped and he yeah and he fell and then he and then he walked back inside all mad and he's like that's it we're moving back to california <laughs> so I, I that was a genius decision i just um yeah it's it's awful i mean i i i escaped this stuff in michigan and it only happens like once a year here but that's that's too often <laughs> Like, no, um, not a fan. So um, last weekend, um, I had this really cool trip with some friends to Mount Hood. It's mm-hmm. sort of been a bucket list item. Go to, you know, a cozy cabin in the for the yeah. weekend in Mount Hood with the snow because, you know, I hate snow. But if mm-hmm. I have to go to snow, there's a reason for it, right? So yeah. I was really looking forward to it. Um, and we get up there Friday nights. So you can't really see. Mm-hmm. Um, wake up Saturday morning and it was exactly what you'd hope it would be. It was, at, there was snow. It was completely snow covered. Oh. It was gorgeous. It was like, I don't know, maybe it was cold though. It was, mm-hmm. I think it was like 20, sure. 20 or something degrees, which is very, yeah, cold. that's very um, it, it might even have been less than that, but it was, it was perfect for about three hours. Uh huh. <laughs> and then we lost power. Oh, no. All right, like all right. Well, it's only one more night. We have plenty of wine and food. Um, you know, um, we have bought like a bunch of wood for the the fireplace and the wood burning mm-hmm. stove. We're gonna make do. Um, we had flashlights and stuff like that. Um, and the water worked because uh-huh. they have a water generator. Or they have a generator for the water. The, the mm-hmm. Airbnb did. And then so we were fine, getting ready to make lunch, and the water went out. Oh. No. So at that point, we couldn't pee, <laughs> wash no. the toilet, you know, cook, um, wash dishes, that sort of thing. So we called it and we said, all right, you know, we, and we, we had to get going because at this point it was like, you know, three o'clock and it was going to get dark in like two yeah. and a half hours. And it was like an hour drive back to Portland. So mm-hmm. it was very disappointing. All right. So we're out, we're out um, cleaning off our cars. And I go to turn on my wipers and I hear and the motor 
in my wiper motor died. So I had to drive home with no wipers in sleet and kickback, you know, snow Mm -mm. and stuff being kicked back on me. It was awful. Absolutely awful. Um, I drove, I don't know. I drove, it was about 20 minutes. Yeah. And, um, I started to get scared because I, I couldn't see out yeah. my, my so when I get scared, I get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I start yelling at the universe. <laughs> because it's clearly the universe's <laughs> fault, right? <laughs> and I always turn to the God damn it, I do not I follow all the rules and I help all the people and I'm in service to, you know, I ask for one fucking thing and I just need some help. Yes. So all of a sudden there's a Chevron station there, right? Because I went for miles and miles and miles where there was no turn off, nothing. Wow. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a Chevron. So I walk in and um, I stand in line and I am get up to the lady and I'm like, do you have any snow scrapers? And she's like, sorry, no, they're all sold out. And then there was this guy behind me. He's like, I'll help you. And mm-hmm. so he helped me. Um, he scraped everything off. He cleaned off my car. I got back on the road. And then another maybe, I don't know, a mile down the road, everything stopped. No sleet, oh. no <laughs> snow, nothing. And my windshield was clear as um, as ice the rest of the way home. So then I was like, thank you. <laughs> Eventually, thanks. Sorry for the blow up. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was mad. Sorry about my tone. I trust you. <laughs> Sorry, I was a dick. <laughs> oh well. Well, um, that sucks. But I'm glad you got out of it safe, though. Yes, and I realized that um, that. Mount Hood, a cozy, romantic, fun Mount Hood um, cabin in the snow um, can go back on my bucket list. And this time it can include um, a man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, um, you know, it's it's back on there then. So. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so what's new? What's new with you aside from that? Um, aside from that, um We've got um, we got some newsletters going out to highlight the retreat. Yeah. Um, I've got some new jewelry that I dropped. Um, really, there's nothing new. This is January, right? And I'm waiting for Pluto into Aquarius. So um, I'm waiting for – I'm, I'm chilling. I am not trying to take on any new thing or um, do anything until I'm feeling that nudge that like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to do the thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know a lot of people, I I know I started off the year feeling like really energized and like ready to just take on new things and be done with last year. Um, And I feel like that the first couple of weeks was really about like the podcast, like spiritual work and like this kind of stuff. And then this, this last week has been all about like my my regular my day job and and that ramping up mm-hmm. so i'm starting to feel like this is a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the same time um i am hopeful for what it means like for for because i know that for me busyness in in this arena in my day job also means abundance so you know what i i am not complaining no yeah no 
I tend to be more of a, um, I don't want a bunch of shit going on in my life. I don't, I don't like it. I like everything to be slow and everything, but what I am feeling is, is that's, that was a luxury, you know, Mm. that, and now it's time if I really want to, um, build foundations and create structures and, you know, implement this new business model, um, that it's time to actually, um, get back into it and, and get serious about things. And that's, I know that that's the Capricorn energy and the fact that, you know, I am a cap. So, um, I, I think that I'm just sort of holding on to the last vestiges of, uh, I don't want to do anything right until, um, there's going to come a point where it's like, well, it's go time. It's do or die. Yeah. How yeah. are you feeling with this, um, the Pluto and Capricorn energy kind of tapering off? It's, it's good. I mean, other than my, um, my stupid motor blower mm-hmm. blowing, um, like it's good it's it, it's slow it's uneventful mm-hmm. um, there's no hassles um i'm feeling like my intuition is 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 keeping me from doing things that would create um stress and overwhelm in my life yeah. um and all of the card pulls that i've been doing because i've been listening to swimming through the void and other couple um tarot readers um, really tapping because I'm in a seven year. A seven year spirit is, is is really tapping into my spirituality. Um, it, it's it's it, there's a, there's this is going to be a really tremendous year, and it's in an eight year, which is about empowerment. So yeah, I, I feel good. I am not worried about anything. And remember, I, I don't know if I told if we talked about this on the pod or whatever, but I just knew in that split second that everything I need to take care of all the things that are sort of hanging over my head is mm-hmm. going to be provided for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I have been, I've been having some trouble with my sleep. I've noticed my sleep is different. Ah, yeah. Uh, like a couple, a couple of days, I've just been waking up too early, like just excessively early, like 5am, 4am, um, times and then I just can't get back to sleep and and I don't know if it's been like the stress of knowing that I have things to take care of with work or or more I I feel like it's the planetary energy because I'm also having really detailed long drawn out dreams um and that that's also been a thing and I've been I've been writing them down just to kind of keep track of of what it is that I'm seeing and it's funny that I've I've noticed this really weird progression in my dreams. So I think I've told, I know I've told you this before. I've had for years, these really weird dreams that involve bathrooms and bathroom stalls specifically. And, and early on when I first started having these dreams, it was like, I would walk into a bathroom and all the bathroom stalls were like three feet tall, like the, Mm. the, you know, the divider. So it's like, you could just, (laughs) look over into whoever was you know in the stall and it was and it was like I have no privacy you know like uh, I I can't I can't use this bathroom and then I you I would open a stall and it would just be a mess it would just be gross it would be dirty it would just be disgusting and and I don't know why I don't know why that that was that but those were the dreams I would I would you don't know what the symbolism was I don't I don't I don't know why it's it's harder for me to understand symbolism in my own dreams than it is for other people right Uh, and then and then eventually the dreams progressed and the stalls got higher they got taller 
And then, but then I would still walk into an empty stall and into a stall that was still gross and messy or out of order. Um, Mm -hmm. And then more recently I have progressed into like walking into like this pristine bathroom Mm -hmm. where like the stalls are made of mirrors, but everything's super clean. And like I walk in like, you know, open a stall and it's like, it's so neat. It's so clean. Like, you know, you can't wait to use it because it's perfect. Right. Um, but I just I I feel like that's so interesting that it's progressed in that way, and just to see the differences from where I was, I don't know. Maybe it's like a metaphor for my spiritual life or something, or some aspect. Obviously, some aspect of my life, right? That that before was like muddled, and I was like afraid to go into, and I was afraid of what other people were going to think of me, kind of thing. Whereas like now, I'm in a different place where I'm like no, it's great. It's fine. Like I can look into the mirror. You can look at, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> it's, well, it's definitely a metaphor, but, um, I mean, it would be cool to get somebody who like specialized in dream yes. interpretation to really yes. look at that. And so yeah. if there's anybody out there that anybody can recommend, please reach out and let us know or post it in a group or something. Cause that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, well, you are one of many, um, people have been posting in the community about having weird dreams. The, yes. somebody just posted recently and there were like a bunch of people that, that commented on it. Um, and I just haven't commented. Um, but I mean, I absolutely, my dreams the last, I don't know, maybe three or four nights have mm-hmm. been insane, insane. And I'm remembering them too, right? Yeah. And they're just yeah. weird and crazy. And um, and again, I, I've said this before, I always have the craziest dreams, just these yes. stupid, weird, crazy dreams on acid. Yes. <laughs> I call them Salvador Dali paintings that came mm-hmm. to life. Um, but these have been less crazy and more profound, but I don't remember them. And, and when I do remember them, I just remember them in pieces Mm -hmm. and I don't think to write them out, but yeah, um, they're weird. Very weird. Yeah. Is it has something to do with Neptune? Don't, doesn't, doesn't Neptune. Yeah. Neptune is definitely. Okay. And it's what's going on with Neptune. Uh, well, I, all I know is that all planets are direct right now. I, I know that. So that could be, and I, I believe there's some kind of square that's going on. So that, and it, so when, remember if we go back to that aspects episode, Mm -hmm. it's, that is just emphasizing something. So yeah, yeah, I think there's like some kind of square with Neptune and I, I'm sure that's what's, that's what's doing it. Yes. Um, there is, um, one of the astro um, apps that was shared at a recent event was the Astro Matrix. Actually, it was the the Wu and A talk that we had. Yes, uh-huh. um, and it was Astro Matrix, uh-huh. and I, that's not the one I use. I use Sanctuary, um, and then I also use um, the one online. But what I liked about Astro Matrix because somebody sent me a screenshot of their chart to to ask a question was that they include the current transits and aspects on the outside of the birth chart which i thought was really cool okay i was like oh look at that so that tells you where it is now where the planet is now as opposed to where it is in your birth chart okay i thought was really cool i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna download that right now and and take a look yeah i tried to do it online but they asked me for something and i get really um suspicious of questions (laughs) that want to know like 
specific things and I'm like you don't need to know that I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna indulge you or people websites that are like accept our cookies uh, I'm not doing that no Mm-mm-mm. because no, I don't know what you're doing you're Fucking. signing me up for a bunch of spam emails is what probably what you're doing yes or freaking data mining like Timu mm-hmm. yep that too I wonder if that's who respons- who's responsible for all the weird emails stupid right-wing politics emails that I've been getting for no reason. Yes. Yeah, because you have the app on your phone, don't you? I, I did. I don't anymore. But yeah, it's probably why. You know, what's interesting about that is that when I went to, because um, I remember you placed an order in Timu, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Timu, right? And mm-hmm. I went to go put it in my phone, and just something said, don't do it, don't do it. And so, I, so instead I went on my laptop, and I ordered, yes. and it was fine. Of course... Timo takes too long. I am now, because of Amazon, I am an instant <laughs> gratification person. And if you take more than a couple of days, I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, so um, when I was going to go back and get something else that I saw on Timo, this organizer, which I really want, and they mm-hmm. only have it on there. And again, I went to go put, 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 um, download the app onto my phone and my gut said, don't do it. And so I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I'm not... I'm not going to push it. Now, then I found out like a couple weeks later that they're being charged. Um, they're being investigated by the U.S. for data mining. Good, so, good. Yeah. yeah, it's also unethical because they copy things from creators. Yes. And use their pictures to sell yep. you things that don't end up looking anything like what you actually ordered. So No. And there are a lot of creators that have complaints against them yes. and that actually have just results was ordered to saying, hey, guys, this is my design and mm-hmm. I'm not being compensated for it. It's yep. really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Team was hot trash. Hot trash. Seriously. And their car and their stuff isn't that good. Remember we ordered all no, those mini decks? It's not. It's not. It's they not. were paper. It's, it's crap. Yeah, it's they were crap. Anyway. Yes. Okay. Hey, didn't you find a little shot that you um can take with you anywhere and drink it whenever you need for a quick energy boost? Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it's called Magic Mind, and it is a tiny shot, and it just makes me more productive and more focused, and it's just so easy to take, and they I order them online, and you can stick them in your fridge so you can have a nice cool shot, but I just find that I get more done in less time thanks to the nootropics inside, um, and they just really improve attention, focus, cognition. Yeah. Okay, I need that. I like seriously need that. I feel like I am ADD, ADHD, whatever. So what's in it? Okay, so that's the best part because you know how I feel about mushrooms. Yeah, I do. Yes, she, she loves them. <laughs> so this little shot has got lion's mane mushrooms and it that's a nootropic and adaptogen. It reduces anxiety and inflammation in the body while also supporting cognition. On top of that, it also includes cordyceps mushrooms, which is, again, another adaptogen, which also reduces inflammation, but it strengthens your immune system and it just supports higher energy levels. Yeah, that's really important. Um, I think with my pre or current menopause situation, that's what I need. So um, I will get on that. Great. That's some great information. Yeah. All right. Uh, What are we talking about today, Joe? Today, I want to dive into the world of dark goddesses. Oh. 
Um, yeah, I mean, in this universal eight year, um, mm-hmm. it is about empowerment. And yes. um, one of the sort of topics that I go over in my tetralogy reading is a person's divine empowerment through their black moon Lilith placement in their astrology birth chart. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of sort of focus right now on empowerment. People, I think, are just feeling more empowered. Yeah, I feel it. Mm-hmm. it yeah, I, it's just, you know, it's a natural sort of progression um, within an eight energy. So um, I thought, all right, one of the ways that I sort of fell into my empowerment way back when I first started working um, with shadow work was through the goddess um, Nyx. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've also always been drawn to Kali. And so right now people are experiencing, um, you know, the energy of I have to feel more empowered or I want to feel more empowered or what practices can I put into place to help me, you know, address that shadow so that and that empowerment comes through. So I thought um, it would be fun to talk about um uh, you know, tapping into the energy of um, the dark goddesses in incorporating some practices um, in your like intuitive and spiritual. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. So let's just go over some basics. So first okay. off, um, known around the world by many names, um, the dark goddesses are Lilith, Kali, um, Hecate, um, the Morrigan. Um, these are just a few, and they're the arc archetypal how do you say that word archetypal 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 i made it way too way harder than it needed to be the archetypal dark goddess represents death sexuality and the unconscious um the power and energy of the dark feminine has been um it's been stripped back it's been distorted it's become something entirely removed from the true nature so when you think of the dark goddess immediately you're like evil dark bad right Right, dark dark yeah it has that that connotation Mm -hmm. right because under the patriarchal paradigm of control you know that we're kind of living in today um there's just been a lot of time and effort put into convincing you that light is good right dark is bad Mm -hmm. and you know how i feel about that anyway i always well it's racist it's it's racist (laughs) damn it um, light equals pure, evil, holy, clean, healthy, ordered, you know, and then dark, impure, contaminated, dirty, dangerous, chaotic, you know, crazy. So um, it, it's it's just time to address that and how that shows up and how, you know, those biases um, or um, mindsets or subconscious programming, how that shows up in your world. Yeah. And fucking do away with it. And one of the best ways you can do that is by working with um, the dark goddesses. Um, because the dark is the taboo, right? The dark is the unwanted and the undesirable. Um, and that's, it's simply, um, it's labeled our shadow too, right? Because doesn't, didn't Jung say that, um, our shadow is the parts of us that we um, deny or don't Mm -hmm. claim, right? Yeah. So, you know, put him in there. Okay. So let's put this in perspective. Okay. For example, let's bring, let's talk about our old friend Zeus, (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> zeus and poseidon um they are considered light gods right they live in and rule olympus mm. while their brother hades is the dark god of the underworld okay uh-huh. 
However, like when you compare the two myths about the brothers, Zeus and Poseidon are <laughs> giant dicks. It, they're <laughs> awful. It, they kill people at whim. They yes. can't control themselves sexually. They yep. rape and molest and mm. abduct yep. women. They're awful. Okay? Mm-hmm. But Poor Hades, there's nothing like what's so dark about Hades? Why is Hades dark? All that dude does, he did he doesn't kill people. All mm-hmm. he does is rule the underworld. He doesn't have an evil personality. Um, he's actually they they describe him as very introverted. Um, and he just simply does his job, and that is to oversee the judgment and punishment of souls, making sure that they receive the appropriate afterlife fate based on their deeds in life. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Hades, he gets a bad rap. So that's that's a really good example of you know how the patriarchy has sort of created this light versus dark energy, and how it's working against poor old Hades. Um, all right. So it's my opinion that that's probably one of the most devious tools of the patriarchy, um, is to sort of feed us this model of, um, you know, divine feminine that's evil. Um, you know, um, and then also telling us that, that if we're truly women or, or we truly are stepping into our divine or we're feminine or whatever, that we have to be light, soft, receptive, nurturing, kind, and agreeable. Mm-hmm. It, it, I liken that to like, you know, people spiritual bypassing only the light you only you only want to be in the light and play yeah with the light and you don't want to address it so damaging yeah so damaging you know and and when we when we agree with that or we feel like you know I, I i'm going to bypass any sort of shadow we're just upholding those patriarchal systems that are just designed to keep uh, us yes. down yep. yes yes mm-hmm. so all right but uh because you know we got to bring this up in every um, podcast and we've done it already uh, Pluto into Aquarius right uh, the world is transforming uh, patriarchal structures are crumbling and you see it in in the news in the world um, today in politics yes. and um, you know um, systems that have sort of um, confined us or um, I don't know um, oppressed us yes. for a, a very long time centuries um, even millennia they're sort of starting to lose their grip Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I say so long, Pluto Capricorn. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the reason why we're able to to do that is because we become more educated on it, because we learn about it, because we're able to see see it and thereby see through it. Yes, right. And um, the next phase of human evolution, it's it's um, it's not going to just appear, right? All of that. No, it's not going to just appear, like. Fearly said, we have to learn about it. We have to transform ourselves yep. um, so that it's born through us. Again, yes. eight universal year of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, that's what brings me to the dark goddesses, right? They are deities. They are deities of power, death, destruction, but also of transformation, regeneration, and rebirth. Okay, mm-hmm. so okay. Uh, here's just a few bullet points about dark goddesses. And if you're not familiar with who they are, um, then we're actually going to get really, really, really comfortable and acquainted with them. Um, okay, through this, but um, the dark goddesses are not usually are not typically beautiful, right? Although some of them are. I know Nyx is considered very beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they don't depend on any um, male deity to provide for them or give them their role. Okay. Um, they a lot of the myths tell of of them living on the fringes or alone or with animals. Yeah. Um, retreating from society. They um, they they're healers. They tend to the dead or the dying. Mm-hmm. Um, or their caretakers at the very least. Um, they may be guardians of like thresholds, um, like crossing crossroads, um, you know, or between the realms of the living and the dead. Right. Um, and then some of them dwell in the underworld or deep, you know, inside Gaia herself. Um, so just, um, some examples of those dark goddesses are Kali, um, Hecate, Lilith, Nyx, um, Sekhmet, and then Pele. Um, and I don't think we're going to talk about all of those, but we're going to talk about most of those. Um, working with the divine feminine, right? And so when I, I, I recently just did a, a, a post in the community, the podcast community, um, and I was like, hey, we're going to, you know, have, we're going to talk about this today. Which ones do you work with? I just wanted to know what people worked with. Uh-huh. And for those people that were, that were like, I don't work with the dark goddesses, right? Because especially if you're new to spirituality, you might be like, no, 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 I'm not going to open myself up to that. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not for everyone, okay? Um, because these goddesses are often connected with witchcraft and the underworld, mm-hmm. um, death, rebirth, and transformation. So it's not for everyone. And if it's not your thing, then it's just not your thing. Honestly, it's not typically my thing, but mm-hmm. there is one or two that I do work with. And I'm going to tell you the story of, of my um, dark goddess. Um, okay. When she comes up. Um, but what they do, what, it, what they are good for are for those of you that are ready to focus on transformation and shadow work. They're beautiful mm-hmm. for that. They're perfect for that. They will aid you in your spiritual growth and they will transform your life or help you transform your life in a truly incredible way. So like our friend, our friend Pluto in astrology, um, the dark goddesses are going to tear down the structures in your life that no longer serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like the tower card, right? It's always painful, but it's always for our own good. It's like Saturn too. Yeah. Um, and it's also, um, you, it's about transformation at an unprecedented rate when you work with the dark goddesses and also Pluto. I live on my Pluto line. I think I've mm-hmm. mentioned that a couple times. Yes. All right. So, um, how how to connect with a dark goddess, right? Um, so like I said, it's not for everyone, but if there's a specific goddess that wants to work with you, um, she will make herself known to you in ways that you can't miss. Um, if you have a goddess oracle deck, she'll come up or you'll see, um, you'll see articles about her come across your feed. You'll have people mentioning her synchronicities, signs, symbols, right? Look, look for them. Um, mm-hmm. I see Kali all the time all the time. Yeah. Um, so, um, when this happens, it's usually during a turning point in your life when you're ready to transform or you've taken on the role of a healer in some way. So be very aware of where you are. If that's you, you might be primed for working with, um, one of the, the, the dark goddesses. And then each of them have their own unique energy and characteristics. And you, the more that you work with her, you will get to know her, um, which is why it's best to start with just one, just one. Um, and, and again, even the way that I'm phrasing this, it's like, oh, this is scary and spooky, but I could take out the word dark goddess and insert spirit guide. And then it's a whole new 
right um, concept, right? So uh, this is a, yep. this is the same thing as working with your spirit guides. All right, so let's take a closer look at some of the dark goddesses. Okay, so the first one is Hecate, and she's probably um, one of the more um, well known. Yeah, she's pretty. She's yeah, she's pretty popular. Um, so working with Hecate, um, that's for you when you want to reclaim your power, um, move beyond your unconscious fears, when you want to heal some wounds that you carry from a past life, especially if you have a past life as a witch, she's an amazing goddess to work with. Um, and she's also really good about helping you with healthy boundaries, speaking her truth, yeah. speaking your truth, um, finding your soul purpose and your gifts. Um, she's one of the most ancient Greek goddesses and she was the daughter of Perses and Asteria who witnessed the abduction of Persephone by Hades. Okay. So Hades did um, abduct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, Cause Hades snatched her up and took her into the underworld. And it was Hecate who told, um, Demeter who was, um, Persephone's mother, what had happened to her daughter. Right. And so then, um, you know, then they, they get this, this like, search for you know they grab the torches and you know they go look for her all right so that's just the myth behind it so um hecate rules the crossroads between the physical and spiritual plane so if you're working on any crossroads if you're at a crossroad in your life she's definitely um the goddess that you'll want to call in okay she can help you illuminate your shadow self um any unconscious choices your personal pathway basically what is it that you truly want? What are you depriving yourself of? Um, she will help you answer those questions. Um, her energy is like quiet, gloomy, serious, but she's also really knowledgeable. So think of her like just that really serious, knowledgeable person who's just in it. She's not all like fun. Um, she's kind. Um, the energy comes through as kind, but you sort of have to earn her respect and prove that you're serious. Mm. Um, if you're flaky, um, she's not gonna, don't work with her. So like, I would say Libras. <laughs> do, 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 Libras tend to be kind of flaky. Depends on your other placements too. But yes, yes, um, definitely. Um, let's see here. Witches call upon her for transformational spell work and magic, um, and transitions at like death and childbirth. So, mm. um, interesting about her, she's also a psychopomp, and she acts as a guide for souls as they cross over from this life to the next. Oh, okay. All right. All right. The next one is Lilith. Um, now Lilith work with her for relationships to our sexuality, to our body. Yes. <clears throat> Lilith is one of my favorites um, because of black moon Lilith and astrology, which I'll touch on, but I, I do like Lilith. I don't really work with her. Mm -hmm. um, but she's a great one for this year because she is all about, uh, she helps us with our power and anywhere that we hold shame right? Or oh, disempowerment. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. she can help heal relationships to the masculine, um, which is right. Again, um, black moon Lilith is the masculine and the feminine, um, and how we relate to our inner feminine power and then our gifts of our intuitive self. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love her. I love the story. I love her story. Isn't it great? It's so, this is just, so the most famous myth about her states that, um, she was the first wife of Adam long before Eve. Mm -hmm. and that she was made his equal, right? Divine yep. feminine, divine empowerment. Yes. But she refused to conform and submit. She's like, fuck off. 
so so the the detail is that when he went to lay on top of her you know as oh as, yeah can as, tell us yes uh that she was like no why do you get why do you, why do you get to be on top we're equal oh, she and, wanted to ride cowgirl <laughs> and and he and 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 so they they argued about it and so and she and so she left yeah she left right with the help of lucifer um and she escaped to the caves of hell so then later god was like well adam he needs a woman so he created eve out of adam's rib so why so she would be subservient to him mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a bunch of but, shit right that's so, a patriarchy shit it's patriarchy shit so mm-hmm. lilith lived on in obscurity but she kept her power she kept her own power yes. she's like i am no man's you know um lesser um some myths say that she actually married lucifer and then ruled with him while others that she mated with demons and became the mother of all demon kind which you know i don't know if she did she probably she did it it was probably the demon that went to her that right <laughs> was, right right um now in jewish folklore lilith is depicted as the ultimate she demon the first ever vampire which i think is kind of cool because i think vampires are cool <laughs> Um, all right, so what are her power? Um, her, what's her power and her association? So most of the stories around Lilith um, have a bit of a patriarchal slant. Um, of course, you can, yes. Because right? they, they're, they're not going to elevate a woman, right? No. Like right? Uh, the patriarchy does not elevate women. It yes. makes it paints them in a certain light, you know, usually to make them seem um, bad or evil or just less than or something. But yeah, they, you have to understand the undertones of who is telling the story. Who is telling the story, right? Um, patriarchy likes to paint her as the spurned woman who, after refusing to submit to both Adam and the male god, I, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, did that doesn't does, even make any sense? It doesn't I'm sorry, make any sense? The male god, the idea of a male god. God makes zero sense. It's women that bring that bring life to earth. Thank so you. wouldn't so wouldn't it be expected that if it's that if you're attributing a sex creation a creation to a per, to a gender that it would be a female. Right. So basically, she's this spurred woman who became bitter and evil, taking out her rage on unsuspecting innocence, right? So that's sort of, you know, mm-hmm. Lilith Lilith has that bad rap. But now we all know. We all know. And here's a really cool theory I came up with. Modern women or the modern sort of um, interpretation of the story of Lilith has become she's like an icon of feminine freedom of liberation and equality because she is the goddess who refused to fit the mold and blend in. Right. So what if, uh, you know, by doing that, um, it was more about her saying, you know what? Um, Well, she did. Like she said, she said, I I refuse. And so. She is the modern version of of um, the matriarchy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the woman that refuses to, you know, refuses to quote unquote submit. Yes, to, it, to strip back the um, conditioning of the patriarchal world. Um, yes. So use her when you want to for for call her in when you. Um, participate in practices that um where you want to regain your personal power um she's also um a goddess of the moon so when you work with the moon's phases like new moons Mm -hmm. and full moons um you're calling in her magic and invoking sort of her lunar energy okay 
Um, she also rules sex magic. So if there are those of you out there who um, do manifestations through sexual encounters, both personal, <laughs> personal, <laughs> personal sexual encounters, but also with a partner, um, she is the one that you um, will want to call in. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, as she is... Um, uh, well, an ast- there's an asteroid, a star, um, the hypothetical second moon, and part of the moon's orbit. They're all named after her. So okay. um, these are these have a part in astrology, and so that's why astrologers love her. Um, in your birth chart, this is called your Black Moon Lilith in your astrology mm, chart. Yes, yes. Persephone, what do you know about her? Not much, not much. I would say out of the out of everyone you've listed, I think I know the most about Lilith. All right, so she is a Greek goddess. Um, again, we her father is Zeus, um, and Zeus is like, you can have my daughter. Um, in promised her in marriage to Hades, right? Her <laughs> uncle. Gross. God, I I'm gonna stop. Anytime Zeus comes into any research, I'll be like, no, I'm not going to because I get all mad. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So anyway, he was, he, she was betrothed, which is why he freaking abducted her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he saw her out in the maiden or in the meadow with her handmaidens and, um, he freaking opened up the ground and, um, pick her, picked her and took her. And honestly, this is the only story where Hades is doing anything wrong. So, <laughs> okay. which is, you know, it's kind of a big one, but, um, this is the only one. Okay. All right. So, but here's the thing. Her mother, Demeter. Um, who is the mother of grain or the goddess of grain. Um, Uh She looked for her everywhere and then she just forgot. And so crops in the fields began to fail. More of this, you know, Greek mythology. Mm. I just think it's super interesting. So she was the daughter of Zeus and Uh then she was, she she was taken with Hades. And then, and then what did she do? So she, when she was in the other underworld, so she ate six pomegranate seeds that Hades offered to her. Uh-huh. Well, according to the fates, when any food is consumed in the underworld, you are compelled to stay there. Oh, right. Oh, that's interesting. Sort of the opposite of when you give, um, you, when Harry gave Dobby a sock and Dobby was free, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I digress into Harry Potter. Okay, but Zeus, that fucker, he comes up with a compromise, uh, which actually this is a good thing. This is like the one good thing that Zeus did. And he's like, if you you don't have to stay here for um, the whole year, if you agree to spend um, half of the year above ground with your mom, because I think it was more the mom was like, so you better figure that shit out. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so split then, custody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Um, and then the other six months with their husband below ground, um, which makes sense because honestly, Demeter could have been like, there will be no more crops to feed anybody unless you figure this out. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, so Persephone, um, when working with her, um, you really want to be ready to move into the next stage of life um, because this goddess will take you through the rites of passage that you've never, ever before experienced. Mm. Um, she helps you stand into the power that you were meant to be in this life. And oh. So very much a, um, you know, um, a spiritual awakening type of energy. Okay, okay. Um, she'll help you through transitions, um, your personal seasons of growth. Um, she's a great guy to call upon if you need help going through a transition. 
Okay. A lot of witches work with Persephone as one of the dark goddesses in order to learn about communication with the dead, a mediumship. Okay. Um, and, but she's known to be a little bit more strict, um, a strict goddess. Um, she does have a soft motherly side, but you first have to pass her tests. So um, the, a lot of the, the research that I did say that ultimately she's much stronger than the myths make her out to be. Oh, okay. Right, because she's she was the one who was quote unquote kidnapped, so she does sort of seem like a victim. But what they're right. saying is, no, she's not a victim. Okay. The modern interpretations of the myths about her um, sort of deconstruct the idea that she was a victim of oh, her abduction. Okay. Okay. So what she says is, what if she went, or what they say is, what if she went willingly? Uh What if Persephone went into the underworld to face her wounds and heal her shadow with her head held high? So from this perspective, she's a master of the shadow who found a way to walk the edge of light and dark. Oh, I love that. See, that's a much better interpretation, much better perspective on the same story. Exactly, right? So then we can call on her to help when we need help holding both our light and our dark aspects um, Mm. to start on our own shadow work journey. Okay. When you work with a dark goddess, you really should give them an offering. Um, um, And so this is similar to working with your ancestors. Um, Yes. You have an altar, there's a representation of the goddess on your altar, and then you have your offering. Persephone enjoins enjoys offerings of pomegranates, pomegranate juice, honey, floral tea, flowers, um, floral scented incense like lily or willow tree. Um, Mm -hmm. She likes dark chocolate, um, butterfly or bird figurines, um, flower crowns. That's, that's probably Mm -hmm. what I would do. Um, Then, and then the crystals, obsidian, black onyx, um, um, crystals or jewelry. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. That's, that's cool. Those are, and I think it's just a matter of researching for each one because i'm sure there's the information is out there for for each one um and i because i've also heard that there are some not not relating to the dark goddesses but there are certain deities that they don't require they don't require offerings so that you got to tailor to each one Yes. Anytime I've ever worked with either Nyx or Kali, I never give offerings. I don't, I, I have them now on my altar as like an all time, um, let's work together this entire year type mm-hmm. of thing because mm-hmm. of who they are. Those are the two that I'm working with this year. Um, so yeah, let's start with Nyx. Okay. So the story behind Nyx is that when I first went my, through my um, spiritual awakening, um, you know, years ago, um, I had a mentor and this mentor was into like dark magic. And I uh-huh. was like, uh, I'm not about that. Right. Yeah. Um, and she, she is an asshole to this day. I don't associate <laughs> with her. Like I cut ties with her. She's a vindictive asshole. And, um, and she, just love to say mean things about me to people. And so I was like, all right, well, and I was brand new and I was a quote unquote scared of her abilities because she claimed to be a conjurer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I was brand new to this. And so I was like, you know, terrified. And so I um, was just sort of came across this thing one day um, and I kept getting, seeing the name Nick. Uh So I took Nyx into a meditation and I found out that she is a dark goddess. um, And she basically said, invoke me, um, you know, and that sort of thing. And there was no fear around it. There was no, 
um, there was nothing. And I realized, oh, we've had a past life before. Like we've, we've had several past lives together. Now, whether mm-hmm. it was actually with the legitimate Nicks who really, all of these goddesses are just myths. We don't know if they're real, but, or if they're based in reality, but they are feminine archetypes. So mm-hmm. I did my research and I just felt more and more and more um, comfortable with her. And then I did a, a shamanic journey and she showed up in it, um, walking next to me with my um, animal at the time, Panther. Oh. All right. So basically she said, there's nothing to be afraid of. I've got you. Um, this person has zero ability. Um, they're all talk, um, blah, 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 <laughs> which in real life was validated by, um, um, a friend that we all know if I say his name, everybody will, uh, if you're <laughs> in the community, you'll, you'll be like, Oh yeah. Um, who does conjure work. And he's like, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Anyway. So Nix, Nix was one of the primordial gods who emerged at the dawn of creation. So she's one of the older goddesses. Um, she okay. is the goddess of the night and she's considered a sub or a minor goddess, which is really stupid because she's the goddess of the fucking night, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so she's the daughter of chaos. Okay. So, and she was also one of the most beautiful deities of all. Very, very fearsome, as fearsome as Kali. And mm-hmm. she cast a supernatural spell of allure over both gods and mortal men. So she's as powerful as they come, okay? Yeah. Um, she is the sister to Erebus, who is the god of darkness. Um, she's the sister to Gaia, the goddess of the earth. Okay. And Tartarus, who is the goddess of the underworld, um, who I don't believe is also Hades. I think it was um, yeah, they're another god or something. There's different, yeah. Um, uh, well, the thing is, is the underworld, I don't, I don't know about this specific story, but from my understanding is the underworld has several layers. Oh so. yes, that's right. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so in Nyx is also the mother of age, fate, pain, sleep, and death. So the myth is that she had these children who all represented all of these emotions, those darker emotions. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's a fucking badass, literally. And 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 if you've ever worked with um a goddess and you've invoked them, it's like it's the same thing as like channeling. Um, you know, um when you channel a spirit, you sort of um, get this energy you you just completely understand them at the deepest levels you're like mm. oh there's your there's your patience there's your kindness there's your thing with her it was all badass um and i worked with her very very heavily for probably a year it was uh-huh. to help me get over my fear of what am i opening myself up to with these abilities yeah yeah yep. and and i just want to add this in there just because i know when i first heard of like this concept, this idea of like working with a deity or like working with, you know, whoever. And at first I was like, mm, I don't know. That sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds, that I just, right? I just sounds like it's just sounds so unrealistic. Right. But thanks to mushrooms, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I have come to understand that all you're simply doing is you are tapping into the energy of that deity, that goddess, that whoever that's spirit you are you are just you are you are calling in their energy and you then you are then tuning into that frequency it's like if you're a radio and you're turning the dial to listen to that station you're setting yourself to that station so i i and once i heard that explanation Uh i'm like oh okay i i get that i understand yes 
It's no different than working with Jesus or working with Kuan Yin or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Ganesh, Ganesha, Lord Ganesha. So um, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting because you, like you said, you are tapping into the frequency, but when you're, we also have to remember that channeling spirit is a real legitimate thing. Um, And so um, when we feel the energy of this spirit and we feel the love and the protection and the empowerment and we feel their affection, um, is it our higher self that we're feeling? Is it some random spirit that's, that's supposed (laughs) to make us feel these amazing things or, Mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, these are archetypes. We don't know if these goddesses, we don't for right for real. I mean, to break it down, we don't know if Jesus exists, right? We don't know. We have no proof. We sure. have faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So how would you work with Nyx? Um, so she can help you master the prophetic arts, right? Um, your your clairvoyance, claircognizance, um, you know, telepathy, um, all that stuff. She's mm-hmm. known to help practitioners with divination practices and tools. And this is when I first started getting into divination, like mm-hmm. tarot, um, pendulum, crystal ball work mirror scrying, meditation, all that stuff. She's a wonderful teacher of astrology and the moon, and she's a favorite of astrologers too. Okay. If you want to boost your intuition, call in Nyx to help you tap into the wisdom and knowledge that originates in the shadow, right? Or prophesizing. Um, The Greeks made her a mistress of the underworld where right now, where to this day she remains um, like a guide on personal journeys through the shadow, shamanic journeys, that sort of thing. Um, She's really wonderful to help with ancestral work, um, veneration, connection, and healing work too. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Um, Generally her energy comes through. Nyx is a gentle goddess who shows you that balancing your light and dark is necessary and that not all dark things are bad. All right. So just a backstory is, is that we were in this group with this person and then like five other people. One of the person that I can name that was in this group that won't mind me naming her is Kathy Hargrove. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the original founders. Um, And so we were all in this group and everybody was like, well, you know, we're going to do this and this and this. It was just more like a circle that we all just got together to practice, you know, our intuition. And this person mentioned bringing in this other person that I didn't know. And they said, she is into the dark and something in me triggered. And I was like, no, they are not allowed in this group. And so that called, that caused a big, you know, um, disruption. And then I ultimately left the group within like a a day or so. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it did was it triggered me um, that it was time for me to learn to embrace the darkness. Mm, Yes. So, so that's when Nyx came in and she's like, girl, she's like, there's nothing wrong with the dark. Let's let me, let me help you and introduce you it to you, um, you know, a little bit in the shadow and everything. So, yeah. All right. So to call her in, um, she, you can make offerings to her. She loves incense, candlelight, wine, music, poppy seeds, or fresh poppies, um, dark chocolate, night blooming flowers, stones like black tourmaline, onyx, and obsidian too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obsidian is such a powerful stone. It's, it's amazing. Um, my, I have a little bottle, um, a tiny little vial of red wine for her on my altar and I have incense. So she is mm-hmm. red wine and incense. That's what I uh, my offering for her is. Okay. 
Um, the, let me see how many more do we have? We just have two more. Um, we have the next one is Kali. Um, Kali is another dark goddess that I work with. Um, she keeps showing up in my life. I've never sought her out. It's just she comes up in all of the Capricorn readings all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. She's just a she's a she's a badass. I think that she's the most badass of all of the goddesses because she bites off men's penises and eats them. She, she's like <laughs> snake. <laughs> This dark goddess brings a high-level spiritual awakening into your life. So uh, that's another reason why she pops up a lot for those that are awakening. Like um, when you up-level, that's Kali. Um, Basically, she strips you of your ego attachments and um, helps you eliminate any of the stories of negative programming that you hold within. Absolutely essential for an up-level. She's probably the best-known dark goddess. I know I said um, Hecate probably was, but actually now I think it's Kali. Um, And she's an ancient and terrifying deity from the Indian pantheon who transformed herself in order to fight a demon that no other god would touch. Hmm. Kali is portrayed as a blue woman with many arms. I think like eight arms. Yes. Um, She has sharp teeth, a long red tongue that hangs out of her mouth, a necklace of skulls and a skirt. I love this. A skirt made of the limbs of her enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want clothing made from the body parts of their enemies? Um. Her Hindu myths tell of her becoming so drunk from drinking the blood of the demon she'd just slain that she rampaged across the battlefield, killing everything in sight. So she's a mean drunk, y'all. She is wild, destructive, and chaotic, yet her true purpose is to purge the land and cleanse the earth of evil. Uh, And this is, it's it's spelled K-A-L-I, right? Yes, Kali, Kali, Kali. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, um, so my mom's dog is named after her. Oh, yes? Yes, yeah. And I didn't tell, I didn't want to tell my mom that she's named after because I, when I first looked her up, is because she comes up as the goddess of death. Yes. So, so I just told my mom, I'm like, she's, she's a goddess. It's fine. It's Kali. <laughs> Don't tell her that Kali has the teeth in her vagina that rips off the um, penis, men's penises when she, um, when she's done with them. <laughs> In Hindu tradition, um, she's the goddess of death and destruction. Um, And so let's see. uh, Basically, she is the ultimate protection from evil, and many witches call upon her to aid with protection spells, um, specifically protection spells. Um, Mm -hmm. She is a bit dark but powerful, and she's also a loving deity with a warm mothering energy. Oh, okay. Um, So that's what I had forgotten to say about um, Nyx, is that I physically feel love from her or about her when I think about her. Yeah. Um, So, and that was something that came over a period of time just because of, you know, whenever I would um, um, need her. One specific um, instance is I remember that there was this friend that I had that just was an arrogant prick right he was just a pain in the ass and he just said something to me one day that was just so condescending and I was looking at him like did I just fucking hear what you said Uh you guys I am not making this up in my mind's eye my eyes were wide open and I was looking at him in my mind's eye I saw her and it was a spontaneous it just happened Mm -hmm. Nick's jumped out of me looked at him and chopped his head off and was like, bitch, and then jumped <laughs> back in me. And I was I was literally shocked. I was like, what the fuck was that? 
my so, god! Yeah, she's 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 um, powerful. If I she has two swords, and if I had oh, two okay. swords, but her energy is very beautiful. So when I talk about you know Kali, um, and I say. Um, that she is a warm mothering energy. You really can feel that energy when you work with it, with a, with a, with a, a dark goddess. Yeah. Yeah. So her power and associations are that you would call upon her for self-empowerment, transformation. Um, like all the other dark goddesses, she'll burn your life to the ground if she needs to, but she keeps your highest good in mind. So, you know, she's freaking like the tower card or Saturn. Um, she basically dissolves all forms in your life, all things that don't serve you and re- helps you rebuild um, from the ground up. Again, she's like the embodiment of the tower card. Okay. Um, she helps destroy your beliefs that you're not worthy or valuable. Um, and it sort of forces you to be your most authentic self and find that deeper meaning or um, deeper love for yourself while learning to literally live as a human um, or live in this 3D world. Um you know, she shows us that not all light is good. Yeah. But that all not, not all darkness is bad. But I like that. She's like, yeah, not all light is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's kind of fierce and fearsome. And so she's scary um, to those who, you know, really, I think, aren't willing to face their own fears. Oh, um, uh, yeah. She can feel scary. Um, now, um, the other thing that she's really good for is helping you um, – eliminate the blocks what you consider to be blocks in your life yeah um, um so also call on her if you need help with like jealousy pride or unhealthy anger that's a very she's a very good one um as a destructor goddess she's often called upon by witches during times of transformation to willingly willingly release beliefs and all that good stuff um and so she's also the goddess of of um self-realization and i said that before but authenticity um, if you want to contact her, um, you touch, get in touch with her through meditation, call her in, um, or by offering red hibiscus flowers, sweets, or rice and lentils. Oh, she likes the foods. The foods, right? So I have um, a little bottle of vial. Actually, you might be able to see it behind me. No, you can't. Um, and in that vial, I have black rice and um, hibiscus. Um, this is the hibiscus leaves oh. the tea that you sent me. Oh, cool. Yes, yes, yeah. I was very excited. All right, so the last um, dark goddess on this list is Sekhmet. And she is an Egyptian lioness goddess. Um, Ashley is said that she calls her in and works with her. She's the goddess of the human body with a lion head. Oh, okay. Yes, I've heard of her. Um, all right. And she is a destructress, a destructress. Um, she's also a deity of war. Um, and she possesses an unmatched ferocity and an almost insatiable bloodlust. Um, um, in one story, after winning a bloody battle, um, her rage just couldn't be contained. So the gods sent Ra to quell her bloodlust. And to do that, he turned to the river Nile red and invited the great lioness to drink from it. Um, her thirst was quenched and she collapsed into a stupor. Fuck off. He got her drunk, right? Right. Dick. Let her go. Let her let her let her lust her blood. Um now, how would you work with Sekhmet? Um she 
call upon her when you have false truths that must be faced. Um, She carries the heat of the desert on her breath and will help you surrender whatever you're ready to release to the fire. Um, She is also teaches us that rage is not negative and it should not be suppressed. So channeling our rage into healthy ways Mm -hmm. um, to segment its power. Um, She's an incredible ally. If you need help focusing strong emotions like rage and anger, guiding you to channel your um, wrath in incredible or creative ways. Okay. Um, Now only call upon her if you have the time and capacity for her influence, um, because she doesn't really have time for those who aren't ready to go all in. She's another one who you don't want to call upon if you're um, flaky. And I don't mean flaky in a negative way. I just mean if you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's going to be like. If you're lukewarm. Yes. Thank you. Lukewarm. Mm -hmm. All right. So those are just some of the um, dark goddesses out there. There are tons more. Um, yes. So doing your research um, will help you find the one um, that you want to work with, right? Okay. Yes. So once you know who you want to connect with because you've done the research, you've gotten to the know them, then what? Then how do you invoke them? Okay. Uh-huh. Like I said, first do your research. Look into the various myths around your dark goddesses to connect with their personality. Learn about the symbols and the various struggles that she faced. Okay. Okay. Once you feel you're knowledgeable in sort of their history and mythological aspect, then you're going to want to leave an offering. Okay. And Mm -hmm. again, there are some, um, um, goddesses that you don't have to leave an offering to, but, um, you know, even if it's something that you want to, you know, like a flower or something. Right. Make sure that this offering is something special to her and her preferences. So yes, definitely those that require or like offerings, make sure that you know what that is. Um, and offerings don't have to be expensive. They can simply um, be something personalized. Like I said, right. a flower that is specific will be much more impactful than a really expensive stone yes. um, that's generic or has meaning. And honestly, you're putting it on your altar. So if you want to buy an expensive stone, that's on you, right? It's going to be sure. yours anyway, right? But, sure. Yeah. I mean, ultimately. Um, and then you're going to want to invite them into your life slowly at first um, through meditation, dreaming, journaling, journeying, astral travel, divination, um, using the pendulum or the tarot. Okay. And then intentions and say, you know, um, like just something that I say is, um, you know, Nix and Kali, I call upon you now. Um, I ask you to, you know, help me with insight into blankety blank and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. That's 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 how you um, work with a dark goddess. It's like I said, it's no different than a spirit guide. Sure. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's easy enough. Well, thank you. That was all wonderful information. You're very welcome. It was it was fun to research. Well, friends, that means it's time to say goodbye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share on your stories, subscribe, and leave us a review. This helps our podcast grow. And if we grow, that means the ability to do this work grows with it. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. Yeah, but don't take any advice from Zeus. (laughs) Bye. Bye.